This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan. And uh seems like we're not getting very far in these studies now. We're looking at, look there at the home, our homes, how the Lord uh, uh, ordained that we should raise our families. And we're looking at children as a heritage, a blessing. Uh, my friend, are your children a blessing to you? I know, I know that we have problems. I know that our homes, many of them, have drifted away from the old school of learning, the old where the Bible is no longer read in the home, where the uh, television has taken over the raising of the children. The little ones, just as soon as they get big enough to sit up in a, in a playpen, they put them in front of the TV for the comics with all of those things. It's so, so crazy, and the children come up thinking crazy things because that's what they see. And, uh, but we're, we're told that our children are a heritage of the Lord. They, they come from the Lord, my friend. They do. And I, I, I just want to tell you, uh, if you have children, love them. Love them, and they'll, they'll love you back. Oh, when you get old like I do, and your grandbabies come get up in your lap and hug your neck and tell you, Papa, Papa, Papa. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great day? And then I have children here in the, in the church, in our congregation, them little ones come on Sunday morning, and uh, they want to give me a hug, and uh, and I just love them. I just love them to death, and I don't want to see them come up, uh, become thugs and crooks and and dope heads. I, my friend, I don't, I don't know. I've told you before. I have three grown children and five grown grandchildren, and none of them, none of them have ever had a, a nickel's worth of problems out of none of them, and uh, it's because. I believe the Lord gave us grace to raise their mamas and daddies and uh, teach them. They weren't uh, cowed down to where they couldn't do anything. No, no, we enjoyed them. We enjoyed life with them, and we did for them, and, but we taught them respect. That's the a, that's a ground rule is respect. You teach that child to respect you, my friend, and when he's three, four years old, you begin to correct him when he does wrong, and you tell him why you correct him, and then as a as they, as they get a little older. Now, we saw that scripture over there in Proverbs, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, that's a gracious promise, my friend. You train him up. The Bible says, the Lord says, the Lord says, uh, you, you bring him up uh, the way he should go, and he won't depart from it. No, sir, he won't depart from it. And I know I've talked to dozens of individuals who came here to this church when they were small and under the Sunday school teachers that we had back those days. And they tell me now how much they appreciate those gracious old Sunday school teachers, the ladies especially taught the little ones. And they tell me what they learned there. And they had never got away from it. They may not be saved, but my friend, they know, they know that uh, they were, they were taught to, to respect uh, their elders. They were taught to, uh, just to, to behave, that's what I call it, behave. And uh, so we're looking at those studies, and uh, we, we're going to keep on going on. We're looking at the children as, an, as a heritage. We saw there in Genesis 33, when Jacob came to meet Esau, and when Esau lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children, he said, Who are these with thee? And Jacob said, the children which God has graciously given thy servant. Here Jacob recognized that his children were the gift of God. When we realize this great fact, 
our children become a part of us and we feel the responsibility don't do, do we feel that my friend i'm afraid we i'm afraid we're losing that feeling that responsibility that i'm i'm afraid that we after generation after generation after generation we lose sight and i i blame it a lot of it on our pastors and preachers and teachers our sunday school teachers and our our, our modernists who 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 now uh, have gotten away from the old time old-fashioned uh, way of bring up a child in a way that it will grow go and and we the the uh, j- discipline has been all but done away from in our schools and now if a parent has an unruly child and you begin to correct that child they go call the law and the law comes out there and takes it papa to jail but my friend if you'd have started on that child when he was three years old Tanning those legs with a little keen switch like we did, our children did, like our man, mom and daddy did, you wouldn't have had that problem. But you wait till they get 12, 13, 14 years old now, and you tell them what to do, and they'll tell you where to head in as a rule. And I know that, my friend. I see that in actuality, day in and day out. And I know I've spoken to our judges and officials about our system, and we have juvenile facilities now uh, in every little town. They have a juvenile facility where they take those children, 13 years old, 14 years old, and segregate them away from the hardened criminals, so to speak. And sometimes I wondered if the hardened criminals couldn't learn from those boys. They go in there with these uh, tattoos on their arms and legs and around their neck and barbed wire around their neck with a tattoo. And they think there's somebody come. And they could teach some of these hardened criminals a thing or two. But my friend, because they start out early, because mama and papa. And then we get back to this subject of a one-parent home. I know, I know many, many, many that I met there in New Orleans. Folks came to the storehouse hunting uh, something to eat or hunting some clothes to wear. And I saw a lady one day. She was in her late 60s, early 70s. And I said, um, Mother, whose children are these? She had five little ones, stair steps with her. She said, they're my daughters. I'm having to raise them. I said, where is their mother? She said, she's in jail for using crack cocaine. Where is the daddy? Well, he skipped the country. My friend, now that's a typical scenario. And, and how do you think those children, if that grandmother is struggling to keep them together and keep them clothed and fed, do you think she feels like at night reading God's word to them and praying with them? No, because she's over her head in, in problems. And then so for long, those five will be out on the street, and uh, the boys especially, uh, uh, robbing cars and, and doing everything they can uh, because they have no training. They have no, no moral training whatsoever, no religious training, nothing to, to guide them. My friend, you take one and just turn it loose, it'll revert back to that old natural depravity. You have to train a child. You have to curb that appetite for violence. You have to do those things. And it's your responsibility, Dad, Mother. It's your responsibility. And if don't leave that to the, to the sheriff and the marshals and the, and the deputies. Don't leave that to them. Oh, I know, I know what's going on today, and I think maybe they've already outside the door, done, door's been shut behind them. But, my friend, I'm talking to you who have small children, you grandmothers 
who have grown small children left with you. Do your best to train them. Do your best to guide them into the right path, my friend. Tell them, tell them what awaits them. Tell them what a life of cocaine and, and uh, methane and all of those. Tell them what those things will do for them as soon as they're able to know what we're talking about. Take the paper. I like to take the newspaper and read those uh, where those children are arrested. Read those articles to them. And then uh, if you have a chance, drive by the juvenile facilities and show them. That's where Johnny and Susie and Lou and all of those kids are used to be on your block. That's where they are now, waiting trial for disrupting their homes and, and maybe maybe stabbing their mother. I've seen those things, my friend. I saw the other day in the paper where one of our school systems here took a busload of kids up to our state prison and let them see. I wish every school would do that from, from middle school on up through high school. Take them. Let them spend a day there in those facilities. Let them eat dinner with the convicts. Let them see what, what that life leads to. You think it'll do some good, Pastor? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think it'll do some good. And I know what'll do some good is to start at an early age and teach them. Tell them what's, what's happening and then read God's word to them and, and explain to them that, that you, you their grandmother or granddaddy, you love them and you want them to, be, to become a, a law-abiding citizen. You don't want them to be in jail. You don't want them to call at midnight and come get them because they are in a, in a drunken uh, stage down on the road somewhere and went off in the woods, three or four of them killed. You don't want to hear those things. Oh, my friend, they used to have an old country song that I heard when I was a kid called A Wreck on the Highway. And one of the verses said, I saw the whiskey and blood run together, but I didn't hear nobody pray. Whiskey and blood run together, but I didn't hear nobody pray. Now, my friend, you can call the old trailblazer a coot, old crazy fool, whatever you want to, but I'm telling you the truth. Your children are at risk, are at risk. I know where they learn stuff. I know it. The natural heart is depraved. It loves sin. And they go to school. They learn a lot of things from their friends at school. But my friend, if the truth is instilled into them, deep down into them, that they're there, that they never get away from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I know we're getting off our subject here. But listen, our hearts long after our children. We give our lives for them because God gave them to us. God giveth, and God taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I know that's so in, the, in our own case. I recognize back then that the Lord gave me those children. Listen, oh, and we dedicated them unto the Lord. We recognize that the Lord had given them to them, but it's our responsibility. It was our responsibility. When I was off working on a job outside somewhere, my wife, it was her responsibility. When they came home from school, she was there. Had them to change their clothes and get into their uh, work clothes, we call it. And they, and they had the chores to do outside and those things. But my friend, I know in the day we're living in, there's not much for a child to do, especially in our urban areas. They don't have grass to cut. They don't have a whole lot of things to do. But my friend, if you don't, if you don't teach them to do something, if you don't teach them, they never will learn to do anything. And they're just waiting to get outside Find their friends out there somewhere and, and, and get into mischief. I know those things. It starts out slow. It starts out slow. 
And then we have those, uh, some of those folks who would take them and, and little ones and get them into trouble so that they could kind of control them. I know those things, but my friend, know where they are all the time. Know where yours is at all the time. Oh, and be careful who you let them go home with at night and spend the night and sleep over. Be careful, my friend. Investigate. See who their friends are and uh, love them. My, my bottom line is to love them. Let them always know that you love them. Big old 14, 15-year-old boy, if you hug him and love him before he leaves to go to school, say, son, my, your daddy loves you. Your mama loves you. Don't cause your mom and daddy no trouble, son. I tell you, it'll, it'll have an impression on them. It'll make an impression upon them. I know it did, and I wish I could go back with my mother and daddy. I wish I could go back and tell them that I love them. Oh, my friend, they'll always love you for being true to them. They'll always love you for loving them. It's, it's, not, it's more to life than just having uh, something to eat and something to wear. There, there's an affection there. And, uh, you know, if you love them, they can't help but love you back. That's right. That's right. And I praise the Lord for my children, for our children here. I have a congregation that has lots of children. And as far as I know, they all love me. They come, they, they're sweet to me and nice to me and come love me on Sunday morning when we get to church and hug me. Some of the little ones give me a big hug they, and, and a sweet kiss. But my friend, that's grace. That's grace. Pastor enjoys that kind of stuff. And if you would, uh, stay with me in these broadcasts. Help me with them if you can. And remember my mailing address. Write me and tell me what kind of home you have. Is your home all busted up? Write me and I'll be praying for you. Give me your name and I'll pray for you. And remember my address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and may God bless you.